Hello and welcome back to Movies On My Mind. I'm Rosie and this week, although it's coming out late because I've um, been really busy again. Anyway, because it's summer, I was like, I need to do some summer films. So this one actually has summer in the title. I'm going to be talking about 500 Days of Summer, directed by Mark Webb, which came out in 2009. forget to follow me on instagram and tiktok at movies on my mind pod where i kind of post things updates whatever i post tiktoks when i feel like it but it still scares me so you know who knows maybe there'll be a tiktok maybe there won't be i need to be braver now i've chosen this film because i've seen it a few times and the more I watch it I kind of view it differently it's one of those films that you watch it again and again and again but you every single time you will watch it differently depending on what kind of point in your life that you're in and that kind of thing and that's why I love it and it's one of those films that's so like interchangeable because we have two characters that are very different but I feel like they're both incredibly relatable and I will get into that. So what's this film about? Now what's really lovely about this film is that it has a really nice plot in the fact that there's not that much that goes on so I don't have to try and remember loads of random stuff. So <laughs> what happens in this right is you have a guy and a girl and it's kind of set up as a quote-unquote love story so you think, okay, is this going to be a rom-com? Not quite. It's not your typical rom-com, I would definitely say. But basically, we have a guy. He is called Tom. I can't work out whether he's Tom Henson. Tom Hanson? I can't remember. Hanson or Henson? Anyway, he's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And he is like, oh my goodness, this is my journey, 500 days of summer. We find out that summer is not actually a season here. Summer is a person and someone's name, and she is played by Zoe Deschanel. Now, this film is about their relationship and how their relationship went from friends to boyfriend, girlfriend, or we think, and then friends. So it's this kind of like spoilers. <laughs> this uh, film is about their relationship and how their relationship began and how the relationship ended and where that left both of them and it's kind of in a mismatched order so it's 500 days of summer however we enter into the story into different points so we might be day 40 one minute and then day 500 the next minute but it's basically all organized into 500 days it's not that important it's just there to kind of help you know when we're going back in time and when we're going forward in time it can be quite confusing however we do kind of have these little cards that tell us what day it is and also it gets to a point where they're both graded different like like visually look different so some of the shots when they're kind of not together and he's getting over her are darker than the nice memory beautiful shots that are when he's looking back on the good times if that makes sense one thing this film is is you can interpret it in loads of different ways and that's exactly what i'm gonna do and i'm just gonna kind of like talk about really random things and i'm gonna talk about my experience watching this film how i view this film and this film is all about relationships with people and also about kind of like perspective and how each of us have our own set of issues which allow us to look at the world in different ways. So that's kind of what I'm gonna do is just talk through it in that way. Visually, I love this kind of like indie 2000s aesthetic, which is all the way through. I cannot get enough of that. And there you go. 
icon. I love it. It is very 2009, but I, I do appreciate the aesthetic. Uh, also the music as well. I really like the whole kind of encapsulated vibe that happens. Would I say this film was a happy film? Mm, depends. Honestly, this film completely depends on who you are and your life circumstance at the time of watching it. Some people may see this as a nice film. Some people may see this as a hot break film. And some people may just see it as a film. I'm just going to talk about what happens. So let's just talk about their relationship as objectively as I possibly can. So basically, it all starts off when Tom Henson, Hansen, whoever his name is, because I can't remember, is working in a, what's the word, greeting card business. And he designs greeting cards. So he writes the cheesy messages and all that stuff that's inside them. And he's just worked there forever. Now, he doesn't want to work there. So he's in a period of his life where or he has, he doesn't really have anything to work towards because his dream of being an architect hasn't happened and instead he's working as a greeting card producer whatever that means and he's not happy he doesn't love his job I mean, he had been in a relationship before which also ended incredibly badly and straight away we are told about the fact that tom has this idea that out there somewhere exists the one so he thinks he's going to meet someone and he's going to go, oh my God, I'm going to marry you. And that's it forever. Like that is what he truly believes. And every single time he has been in a relationship, he has probably, well, mainly believed that that person at the time was his one. And every time he's been heartbroken, but he's still getting up, being resilient and still looking for love. So he works at this office and one day... His boss has a new PA called Summer. He sees her and he's like, oh my God, she is the one. She is the one I've been looking for my whole entire life. And all of a sudden, all of that heartache, all of that pain that he's had in the past goes away because he's like, she, she is the one. And he goes on this massive, like, weird start to their relationship in which he's like oh my god she's never gonna like me oh no she spoke to me once today but it didn't seem like she wanted to speak to me so it's it's over it's over and it's really dramatic and he's literally over little things he's not communicating with her he's just little things that she does that's how he takes their relationship when they don't even know each other on the other hand summer is just kind of like meeting other people like she's moved to a new city set in LA and yeah because they talk about the architecture and Tom is wanted to be an architect so there you go so she's in a new city she's just kind of enjoying herself and then Tom is like oh my god she's the one she's the one for me so that's how he tries to start out the relationship is the fact that he's already realized she doesn't he doesn't know her he's already realized she's the one so I'm gonna that's that's how I'm going to speak to her, etc. She does end up becoming friends with him. They get on. They both like the Smiths. So there's the elevator scene where he's listening to music and he's listening to the Smiths, which is quite funny because he's a little bit of a dramatic guy. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and she overhears him and she's like, oh, I love the Smiths. And he's like, oh my God, she's in love with me. So it starts off really sweet like that. And they become friends. And he gets to the point where he's like, maybe she sees me as more of a friend. So he kind of tries to make a move with her and she's like, we're friends. And he's like, mm-hmm, okay. And then nothing happens. And then it kind of just kind of escalates like that until eventually they do kind of get into like 
romantic relationship kind of stage. However, Summer's character does tell him multiple times throughout the film, this is just casual, right? We're friends, right? We're just, you know, it's just casual, right? And every single time she says that, Tom goes, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I can do that. Cool. This kind of thing goes unsaid, like their dis this kind of disagreement of terms all the way through is just unsaid and nothing kind of happens with it. He just accepts it and carries on with the relationship and he never voices his needs until it kind of gets really crazy at the end where he's like, what are we? Oh my God, are you my girlfriend? Like, it's crazy. And she's like, um, okay. And then she ends up kind of agreeing to that for like a tiny bit at the end, but then realizes that no, this isn't right. It all crumbles apart and they go their separate ways. Um, and spoilers at the end, basically Summer leaves Tom and then she ends up finding the love of her life and is actually engaged very shortly after, <laughs> much to Tom's dismay. And yeah, and the whole kind of film is about Tom being able to move on and being able to work out his idea of love and what that means for him and being heartbroken and all that kind of thing. This is what the film is about. It's about Tom getting over summer, 500 days of summer and how that changed his life. But yeah, so that that is the film and I love it because I think that Summer and Tom are very different characters and I don't think they should be together because they are very different. There's definitely that, but yet they still are. And that's obviously like a big discussion point, but also the fact that because they're so different, we as a viewer can go, okay, today I'm Tom, but tomorrow I could be Summer. You know, they're very different, but there's kind of, there's traits that they have that mean that you can switch between the two so you can be on Tom's side one day and the next day you're on Summer's side so that when you come to the end of the film no one wins that's how I see it anyway I don't see any of them winning I don't really see that I'm taking anyone's side I see them both as people and they have very different lives and I think that they have very different ways of loving each other. They have very different expectations when it comes to relationships. So I think in that way you can be either or both. But yeah, so basically when we start the film, there's kind of, it's very, it's very indie 2000s. And there is kind of like this montage on like, um, kind of like home, home video footage, like kids growing up and one is Summer and one is Tom and I think the reason for that kind of montage of us seeing the two characters that this film is about as children really puts into perspective that we are all doing this for the first time. You know, we are all in the world. We were all children. We are probably still children. We are learning constantly and we are still growing and I think that that humanizes our characters straight away. So straight away, we've seen them on equal terms as they're both kids. They're both like actual human beings. You know, th we don't put them on a pedestal. We see them equally side by side, literally, as the film starts. And I like that because very easily, I mean, some of the, I don't know, I think it's the writers. I don't know whether it was the writers or the director, but like they've claimed that this is based on like a true story. Like this actually, nearly, this, this whole situation actually happened to 
somebody who was in the production of the film and what I really like about it is the fact that they weren't biased. I don't think this film is biased. I think potentially because we see it through Tom's perspective, we know it's from a male point of view and we know that maybe we have more of a sway with Tom because we follow him throughout the whole thing. But for me watching, I feel like the film does a good job of staying objective all the way through. So I it could be more biased. Like, if I was to make something like this and you really wanted to, like, show your pain, you could totally, like, wreck the other person and make the story literally so that you win. But that would be really petty and quite problematic. However, that doesn't happen in this film. It's quite, it's quite objective and not biased. And I think the more I watch it, the more I can kind of see that it's not biased, but it depends who you are, I think, to how you see it some people might see it a different way but yeah so they have they have that kind of montage at the beginning so we see them side by side and we see them as people and straight away they go we can enter the story without being biased there's also the fact that we've got the genders side by side so we've got that little girl and that little boy so i think our kind of expectations of gender already kind of like being loaded in our brains um when we when we come into a relationship like because we're seeing a relationship on the screen here between these two people our expectations of how they're going to act and how that relationship will be pursued are already in our heads as well and i think that they do do some sort of job of defying those expectations with our characters they could have gone even further but mm, not quite I think as well, like, what I like about it is, is straight after that, we actually have a shot of, like, the moon with Tom. And the moon and Tom makes perfect sense for us because he he is highly emotional. And generally, you could kind of say that he takes on a more feminine role in some ways in the relationship. Um, there's also a bit where Summer and Tom are talking about... Um, being like a married couple or something and she puts herself as the man and he and and then goes and he's like and and I'm the I'm the woman and she's like yeah yeah and so I think that in in some ways the gender roles in this relationship are kind of reversed I don't know whether it's supposed to be a bad thing that we see that happen depending on who you are however I think I like that because our expectations are already subverted just based on society and stereotypes um, but I definitely see Tom as a more feminine character he's very highly emotional um, and he I'm going to talk about him later but he has this need to be loved that is very obvious in everything he does he can't really hide his emotional state as well okay and then I'm going to go into straightway the fact that he sees Summer as the one Tom believes in the one obviously that is our first thing you know we learn that very quickly and he is like I need to find her and then I'm sorted you know that's that's it and he just sees her and he goes, that's it. But he does that based on how, what he sees. So in some ways, he objectif- Well, yes, he objectifies her and goes, she's the one. He knows nothing about her and is willing to look past everything that makes her a person, which is arguably more important over the way she looks and him just seeing her and being like, yes, that's it. Was he looking for something because he was bored? 100% he was looking for something to live for and he sees her and he goes that's my perfect that's where I'm going that's it and he made up his mind very very quickly the one is kind of like a societal idea that there is one person for everybody Tom very much believes that um I we're going back to me who's talking about this film I don't believe in the one 
so for me watching this film I don't believe I don't I don't relate to Tom in that instance where he goes yeah her um I mean I get that I get the whole like seeing someone and going you however I don't believe that there is just one person for everybody I think that there is just so many people in the world and there are so many possibilities that that is kind of impossible that there is only one person so I don't believe that and I think that that's a very kind of you know an older-fashioned idea and I think that definitely for Tom's character in this film society has allowed him to think that and in some ways that restricts him so that idea that there is just one person for us all allows him to act in the way he acts in this film and that's not necessarily something I agree with and he puts a lot he fixates a lot on Summer for no goddamn reason he doesn't need to do that to himself or to her yet this belief that the one exists has allowed it makes him do that also we see him have some friends so he he kind of lives he i think he's got flatmates or they go around to each other's house i don't really know but he has got friends and he does have positive relationships with other people however he never connects the fact that his relationships with his friends are something to do with maybe his relationships with um somebody that he fancies or somebody that he thinks is the one he's going to marry he never kind of puts them in the same ballpark again I think is another problem for him because he's making his job harder you know if he can have those amazing friendships with the guys and they're there for each other and they trust each other then how can he not approach his relationship with Summer in the same way but he just doesn't this idea of the one blinds him completely I kind of feel bad for him in that way because he doesn't need to do that to her he doesn't need to put her on a pedestal and it's also not fair for summer to have been put on the pedestal but there is this thing where he like he sees her uh, in the office and he's like i need to talk to her like i oh my god she's looked over and all these little things that he kind of tells his friends about and they're just like what they ask him you could just ask her out and he goes don't be stupid so putting her on a pedestal actually like makes him more afraid of her and hypes her up even more which is not necessarily what well another reason why this relationship failed also with um he he throws around the word word love and what love means and also the way that he puts love next to the one as if he's only allowed to love one person forever yeah he's he's a little bit old-fashioned in terms of his ideas and he does very much restrict himself in terms of connecting with different people and yeah it's it's a little bit sad i will say and then i wanted to talk about the main event here is that summer is 100 percent a manic pixie dream girl now if you don't know what a manic pixie dream girl is it is kind of like this stereotype that is found in a lot of films that kind of involve an unlikely hero they find this girl who is really cool she likes all the things that a guy would like so she has a lot of male interests and she's just really chill and relaxed she's not needy and she's every guy's dream at the end of the film she's kind of a character that just gets walked all over and she's fine with it you know because she's cool she's fine with being walked all over and she's different and quirky and she wears weird clothes and yeah that's a manic pixie dream girl they don't necessarily have that much agency because they're just so chill yeah they just like everything the guy likes and how crazy is that 
And Summer definitely is Tom's manic pixie dream girl because, you know, she likes all the things he likes. She likes the Smiths. Um, she wears quirky clothes. She's not needy. She's cool and chill and she likes to travel and she has dreams and she's a manic pixie dream girl. It allows a lot of problems to go on because is she really a manic pixie dream girl? Not necessarily, but to Tom, she is. I put here, Summer is a for the plot kind of girl. So again, that definitely puts her in a manic pixie dream girl position in the fact that she kind of does things just for fun. You know, she puts no emotional weight onto things. In terms of kind of like gender roles in a relationship, she does take on most of the time kind of a more masculine role that she doesn't like to be tied down. She doesn't love commitment. And we actually learn this kind of commitment fear that she has is to do with the fact that her parents were divorced when she was younger. Now it's the same for Tom and what I would really want for more from this film is if we knew Tom's backstory with his parents so we could kind of work out why he behaves in the way he behaves although he does behave very obviously so it's kind of like an unsaid thing that we can work out but for Summer her parents got divorced when she was younger so she doesn't believe in love, she doesn't believe in the one but Tom does, which again is a complete red flag because they do not believe in the same things. And the fact that someone believes that is due to her upbringing. However, Tom's upbringing is similar because his parents are also divorced, but he strongly believes in the one to the point where he is obsessed with Summer. Also as well, there's this really cool scene when they're in Ikea and they go for like a little date in Ikea and they do this thing where they play being a couple. So they go into the kitchens and make believe that they are living there, just like silly Ikea stuff, you know. Um, and they kind of take on the roles of husband and wife, which I think is really interesting. This is all to Tom's amusement. He loves this. Uh, there is a mirrored scene at the end of the film where you know, when the relationship isn't going as well, you can see that Tom is still trying to enjoy it, but Summer is not having any of it. And this, again, foreshadows their disagreement because basically when they're in the kitchen, it is Summer that is cooking uh, and is taking on more patriarchal roles of being a woman. And... Tom is then sitting at the table eating his dinner that Summer made for him and fixing things and just that thing. But but Summer is doing it because it's ironically, it's, it's ironic. She's doing it ironically because it's a big joke. However, in that scene, it's kind of sad to look back onto it. Tom was taking that seriously. That was his dream. They were reenacting Tom's dream. You know, he has been brought up with this very patriarchal idea that his wife is supposed to cook for him and his wife is supposed to be an amazing person who he puts on a pedestal and he looks after and he can protect and all that kind of thing. That's how he views relationships. She is very much more independent and she's doing that as a joke, but it's kind of, when you rewatch that scene, it's like, well, I don't think he saw that as a joke at that moment. Yeah, so I've said here, she plays at that reality, whereas that is Tom's reality, um, which again is another disagreement that they have. They have so many, they do not, they do not have the same values. So then basically at one point, they, there's always that question of what are we, what are we? And someone says to him a million times, I want this to be casual, that's it. And then Tom takes that and goes, okay, I'll just take it slow then. Take it slow and casual mean two different things. Tom doesn't get it. 
and it's kind of sad the further along we go and he doesn't ever say that that's not what he wants he always agrees with her and it's like yeah but also that isn't what you want so why can you not just say it's it's honestly bizarre so his happiness so after he gets with summer he is really happy he's having the best time of his life he's in love he thinks she's the one um but his happiness actually comes from having a girlfriend just having her you know he was miserable before what's changed oh he has a girlfriend now he's the happiest guy in the world and it increases his self-confidence which again is a really patriarchal thing he shouldn't have to feel self-confident only when he had a girlfriend you know, he needs to feel that on his own. He needs to feel confident on his own. And a girlfriend should be kind of an extra thing that he has in his life that he's worked towards. But just having her, that's not right. And we see that that happiness fades very quickly. I've put here as well, he's one of those people he wants to settle for half because he doesn't believe he's worthy of all. So now I will talk about Tom's character and just how how he receives love is different. I've watched this film about three, four times and every time I've watched it, I, I watch it differently and I take different things from it. This time I was especially drawn to the fact that I don't hate Tom. Now, you can very easily hate him because he's very patriarchal and he he's quite old fashioned and he's a little bit whiny and he's kind of annoying, sorry. It is a sad reason as to why. So he, absolutely idealizes summer great fine he never knows her fully and he takes what he does know from face value and goes i know this person she's the one for me which he shouldn't have to do that he gets very he gets attached very easily and that's because he doesn't he hates himself inside so he will settle for summer dragging him along if that's what it takes for him to have half of what he deserves and what he wants. Now, I'm not saying he's the greatest person in the world. He's a very flawed character. However, bottom line is he deserves to feel love and he deserves love in its fullest form. And with Summer, he will never get that because they have disagreements. They do not agree of the same things. Summer cannot offer him everything he wants and she knows that, but he is too afraid to admit that. So he carries on all the way through thinking it's fine when it's not because he just wants to feel something, which is quite sad, really. And that's why he kind of go crashes so many times and he has such a horrible, horrible time in this relationship. It's not because of Summer, it's because of who he is and how he sees himself. He makes this 100% worse with the fact that he does not stand up for himself and he doesn't go, actually... I really like you and I don't want this to be casual. I want this to be a long-term thing because that's what I'm looking for. He does never, he never has the balls to stand up and say that. And that's all he needed to do. And then if she says no, then he can then just move on and all this heartache would be over. But he carries on holding on to the idea that Summer is the one, putting her on a pedestal so that every time she disappoints him or she doesn't do what he wants, he crashes every single time because he can't control her and he never will be able to control her, which he shouldn't expect anyway. That's because he just doesn't know how to deal with himself. He also objectifies her, which doesn't help him either because just looking at her and just objectifying her is not knowing her. 
He doesn't know what she's going to do next because she defies him every single time because he never truly gets to know her. Not really. And as well, I've put here in the box that, you know, he just wants people to notice him and he wants to be loved. He's quite a dramatic person. So I can imagine he just wants to be noticed. He does not talk very highly of himself. He thinks he doesn't deserve Summer. So this whole thing is counterintuitive. Yeah, it just... He has zero self-esteem, really. And this film is also about his journey into kind of accepting love in the way he wants it. And I don't think he really learns that much, unfortunately. I think we could have had had him at the end maybe learning, but we kind of have... We have a scene at the end, spoiler, where after he's finished with Summer and he's properly over her, well, nearly, Summer is married and no she's not married I don't think she's married yet but she's like engaged and um he's like oh my god she's engaged but that could have been me but he doesn't understand that that was never going to be him he's still kind of delusional and then he goes to his this interview to this job and he there's somebody there and she's called autumn ironic and he's like um and here here we go again and it's like bro calm down sit down for a second but it's because society allows tom to believe in this idea of the one because that's what society projects onto the world is that that exists and he always sees himself within that narrative and that's what he wants and i get it maybe that is what you want and that's okay right but like at the same time he never kind of thinks outside of that and goes well maybe that's not true maybe it's a little bit different to that the way he's learning about love is very textbook and his ideas are very textbook about it. So his experience is then him learning. But again, this is only a short space of time we see this character. And yeah, I think he does kind of learn something, but he kind of does need to learn a few more things before he's at the stage that Summer is at, because I think that Summer is in a different stage of life to what he was in. Um, anyway, so that's kind of how I see Tom as... You know, he's a people pleaser, he gets walked over, and he's not very brave, if that makes sense. He's not very courageous, but he just wants people to see him and notice him and go, I believe in your dreams. Because the first person that comes along and says that, he's like, oh my god, I'm in love with you. So he needs to calm down a little bit as well. He talks about, like, oh my god, I've broken down the wall of summer, uh, and about her, like, opening up to him, just because he asked her a question. (laughs) And it's like, bro, I think the wall is you. He is incredibly closed off to people he doesn't know. And again, that is a problem because he can put all this idea that he's going to find the one and he's going to, you know, be dating and all that stuff. But he he's the one that is kind of scheming behind everyone else's back. And he's too much of a pussy to go up to Summer and be like, do you want to go on a date? So in some ways again him talking about summer is like a wall and something to conquer it's actually him he's the thing to conquer and he's the thing that needs to you know relax a little bit because he puts so much pressure onto this relationship that it doesn't need pressure honestly Uh, and summer is also who he wants her to be so putting her on a pedestal means he can project onto her so sometimes the problems he sees with her is a reflection of how he sees himself which is not very good but she is he talks about her being like a closed book and annoying and i don't know what she's going to do next when actually in their relationship she is probably the most transparent because she always tells him what her intentions are 
and she opens up to him quite easily whereas I think it's because we see everything through Tom's world he doesn't open up to her that much um but in his head in his head he feels like he's poured his heart out to her when he's not really he also yeah when he objectifies summer he like talks about her smile she has like this birthmark and there's like this montage where he goes oh i love everything about her and everything about her is how she looks (laughs) which is so funny and then at the end of the film he like says how much he hates her so the monologue is instead i hate this i hate that i hate this whereas before it was the things he loved and it just shows that obviously the dichotomy of this feeling Uh, would i say it was love no i don't think tom was in love with summer i think he was obsessed with her but you know he he takes that montage back and he like goes i hate this i hate that but they're all things of what she looks like it's not things about who she is as a person so again his idea of love is quite tainted so now i'm going to talk about summer now i love summer's character because well she's a manic pixie dream girl so she's gives a little bit of girl boss although she could give more now summer is an interesting character she's quite ditzy she's no that's wrong let me rephrase that no summer is quite free she's a very independent character she just comes in gets this job moves to a new city she's very free likes change appreciates um changes and just kind of the movement of life whereas tom is very stuck in his ways he doesn't believe in his own dream he has very little self-esteem whereas summer's self-esteem is arguably much higher and she holds herself with much more respect and has much more power in her life than Tom does because he's kind of the victim of his own life. As well, Summer wanted a casual thing with Tom because I suppose she liked him, she knew that he liked her back and he was, and she was just like, okay, yeah, I, I don't see why not, you know, meeting new people and all that kind of thing. But she opens up to him and he opens up a little bit to her and they talk about his dreams and stuff like that whereas tom puts it on a pedestal and goes oh my god she's the one i've never spoken to anyone about this before in my life and it's like well why not is it just because you you know you're saving it all for your future wife what's going on here yeah and tom kind of always tries to fight for this ownership over summer but she just never accepts that because she's constantly moving she's constantly changing as a person and she's aware of that and you know in some ways she is looking for for love but in other ways she's focusing on who she is a little bit as well yes i think that in some ways summer is maybe a emotionally out of touch character she did did not necessarily show her emotional she wasn't as vulnerable with tom sometimes as tom was with was with her but again i think that's because they're two very different people a lot of the time everything that tom learns about summer is like not that much and he puts so much weight and pressure onto everything every tiny detail he learns about her um and she does not see them as earth shattering things which again is a disagreement i like how they're very different so tom is very intense and scheming and you know so closed off and and different and 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 then summer is an open book and she's uh, really friendly really sociable and she has a lot of admirers and tom doesn't like that because he can't control her but what happens with summer is she's with tom and then she kind of gets to the point where she doesn't want to be in a long-term relationship with him because again they're very different and they argue a lot um, and tom sees that arguing as normal and accept 
and accepts it whereas summer sees the red flags and goes "Mm, that's probably not how it should work and what happens is um summer moves away and she actually finds somebody else and gets engaged and they have a discussion on a bench where they see each other again and they talk about like you know how how, why was it not tom's like why was it not me could that have been me and she's just like no she says how she just met them and she kind of talks the way tom spoke about her in the beginning of the film and that's kind of the injustice you're supposed to feel is that she felt the thing for this other person that tom felt for her but it was not reciprocated and it again then just shows how differently they view love but yeah tom honestly thinks they could have been him whereas summer is like no bro it it was not gonna be you (laughs) yeah they kind of have that closure at the end he goes off to his new job but he does change as a person and she's changed as well in terms of her idea of love because she started off like being like i don't believe in that don't believe in that no and then at the end of the film it took her to be with Tom to realise and then find somebody else and be like, yeah, I'm getting married to someone. Um, so again, cannot emphasise enough how different they both are. So different. They should not be together, but somehow they are, which in some ways I think is quite unique. And a cool thing about the film is that those two different people who should not work on paper do come together for a bit and then, yeah, what are the chances, you know? And I was, I was going to say as well, like, why do we meet the people that we meet. I think that's another kind of idea that's thrown in to this, this film is that this relationship, yeah, nothing came of it, but it's not like it wasn't important, which I, they sh- I think they could have put more weight on the fact that this is an important relationship for both of them, but maybe it's not, you know, maybe it was just kind of a thing where they met and then they never see each other again. But at the time, it was a massive deal. But yeah, and it, it, it kind of sets sets the kind of journey up for the characters and just in life in general that you go through these people to then meet the one. So I think in some ways, maybe like the director, or the writer, whoever wrote this, whoever's idea this was, like maybe, you know, they still believe in the one and, and that's that's how they see relationships, which I mean, respect. But for me, this is kind of just like, you know, two people like meeting each other having a thing and then you know learning things about themselves and they they move they move on you know that's just where life takes you and it just kind of keeps going that's i'm sitting here today i'm today years old when i believe that but yeah so oh yeah in terms of like tom wanting to be noticed this is so irrelevant but i was talking about it before um in terms of the architecture we they actually sit on a bench and they he talks to her about nerdy stuff about architecture and she's there to listen to him and i think as well that's another thing tom maybe wasn't listened to and that's why when he's listened to by summer he's like oh my god you're amazing i love you when actually she's just doing the bare minimum is just listening to him but he talks about how you know this architecture is long lasting it's stable you know look at that it's really noticeable everyone can see it if i was to build it i'd make sure everyone could see that because he just wants to be noticed and in terms of relationships that's how he sees relationships as long lasting but he just doesn't understand that sometimes it takes a long time to build these things so i think the whole thing is ironic and it's a positive thing that at the end he goes back into this architecture and you know he starts to invest in himself because in that way he's then 
he can build his empire, whatever that is. If that means him feeling better about himself, if that means him finding the one, you know, at least he's trying to build the empire now, whereas before he'd just kind of given up and he was in a ditch on the ground. But yeah, so, and then at the end of the film, he goes for the, for an, in, an interview, so I can't even speak, and he's sitting there and there's this girl, this woman there, and she's called Autumn, and he's like, oh my god, summer? And I think it's because, obviously, Autumn is modelled off of summer. He had such an experience with summer that now every single girl he meets will remind him of her in a way, shape, or form, which is not necessarily a good thing, but okay. I put here, bad habits die hard. <laughs> and with him as well, it's about handling rejection, so he talks to her and he's like, oh, do you want to do something after this and she goes oh sorry I'm I've got this or something and he's like okay and he's fine with it and he's like let's move on well done uh and then eventually she goes actually yeah so that's basically the end of the film so yeah this is an indie film because it's a little bit vague and everything's a little bit mixed up but yeah this is basically that's basically the whole film is their relationship and I could talk about it for days and I think that every time you watch this film you will watch it differently you will take away different things and you will be on different sides because I think in some ways everybody has traits that Tom has uh, and then in other ways people can be like Summer and you know there's that it's that contrast between somebody who's like head in like he's he's committed straight away for life even though you've done nothing and then she's very much like okay I'm just gonna I'm gonna test the waters and then if if it's not okay I'm gonna go uh, so I think they're definitely very contrasting people I think it's very it's very interesting relationship to watch on screen when they are both very different people but yeah now I could talk about this for 500 days so yeah I think that's what I'm gonna talk about with it I don't really know what I've said but yeah you should watch this film if you haven't already everyone will have a different reaction to this film but yeah it's one of those ones that's grown on me and i will see you next week i don't even know i'm really bad with this scheduling but i'm gonna do some summer films because we're in summer right now i'm feeling very summery so that was 500 days of summer what will it be next week i don't know it's a surprise i hope you enjoyed this episode please leave a review if you want